If you have your Bibles, would you turn to 1 Kings chapter 16? If you're taking notes, let me describe the spirit of Jezebel to you. I know many of you will have to go home and pray through this message and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. But here's, if you're taking notes, write this down. The Jezebel spirit uses manipulation, control, flattery, seduction, intimidation, immorality, and trickery to get its own way. One more time, the Jezebel spirit uses manipulation, control, flattery, seduction, intimidation, immorality, and trickery to get its own way. The war with the Jezebel spirit is always concerning authority. It wants to insert its own demands, its own desires, and its own ways, and it will attack and confront anything that stands in its way to get its way. The war with Jezebel is about authority. The war with Jezebel is not based on real love, where two people come together and sacrifice for one another in love. The spirit of Jezebel keeps score. The spirit of Jezebel has a motive behind love. The spirit of Jezebel could do something openly because really it has demands privately. Again, I'm telling you, in a healthy, functioning love relationship with a spouse or a family member, the motivation must be love. I'm not doing something for you because tomorrow I'm going to manipulate you and remind you what I did for you and pull on what I did for you for now why you're going to do something for me. So prevalent in marriages, so prevalent in families and grandparents, and now we're going to use children as pawns. I, I can't tell you how many people I sit with that are terrified to confess that their parents are manipulators and controllers. Can't tell you how many people are married who think that their mother-in-law is a master manipulator or controller. And they're terrified of speaking truth because what about the grandkids? We love to use human beings. And this is why most people tolerate the spirit. Because they know if they confront it, there's going to be a war. You know, part of intimidation and part of manipulation and part of control is to get you into a spirit of agreement with it so you won't upset it. 
Do you know, does not play well with others is not a compliment. It's actually a sign that you have serious demonic work in your life. Not a team player, unwilling to hear to the, the, the desires of other people. Love does not boast. Love is not easily angered. Love does not rejoice in evil. Love rejoices in the truth. Lord, forgive me if I'm in a marriage. Forgive me if I'm in a friendship. Lord, forgive me if I'm in a family. And I've developed all of these tools to get my own way. Do you know that you can throw a temper tantrum and get emotional to get your husband to give you what you want? Just as much as you can use silence to manipulate him too? Oh, human beings are master manipulators and controllers. We've got 50 different ways that we're going to make people pay either now or later for what they did to us. We're not very good at conflict resolution, at coming before people and letting them know this is how I feel without threat of repercussion. Are you the kind of person that your spouse can come to and say, Honey, this is how I feel. And they're not fearful that by telling you how they feel, you're going to make them pay. Are you a safe place for your children? When's the last time you asked your children what they think about your parenting? And it's quiet in here. The, the cross of Jesus Christ and his resurrection did more than just grant you eternal life. He desires to bring health and wholeness and real Bible love to every friendship and to every marriage relationship and especially in the house of God. Let the goal be the only agenda here is love. This spirit is gender neutral. For whatever reason, people just believe that when there's a woman who has a strong gifting on her life, she's Jezebel. I want to categorically tell you, I have cast the spirit of Jezebel out of men and women. I have dealt with this spirit in many women, and I have dealt with this spirit in many men. The spirit, it's a spirit. It must be separated. It is gender neutral. It can function through men and women. It can be functioning through you. I tell people that are called to prophetic ministry, specifically if you do not believe that you are capable of moving in a Jezebel spirit, you are deceived. Are we prophesying because we want God's obedience or are we prophesying for money? What's your agenda? What's your motive? 
What do you want? Is it possible just to love people for love's sake? Is it possible that you can just clean up the kitchen, sir, and not want something else? Hello. Is it possible, ma'am, that you could just do something for your husband and he doesn't have to fund or do something that you want? Is it possible just to give in the church and not expect anything in return? No, I want to do this and do that because really I want a position. Really, I want a place of prominence. I'm going to use whatever tool that I have to get to where I want and when I want it. And what we don't even realize is we are literally partnering with evil spirits, with demonic agendas that must be cast down. And if we are becoming a host... To these evil spirits, we have to repent. So, 1 Kings chapter 16, we're going to begin reading in verse 29. Now Ahab, the son of Omri, became king over Israel in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. And Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. And it came about as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat that he married Jezebel the daughter of Ethbel king of the Sidonians and went to serve Baal and worshipped him. We're going to look a little bit about Queen Jezebel in the Old Testament and about King Ahab to better understand how this spirit works again. The Jezebel spirit uses manipulation, control, flattery, seduction, intimidation, immorality, and trickery to get its own way. The war with Jezebel is about authority. The war with Jezebel is really about are you willing to listen and obey God even if it costs you. It says that Ahab reigned in Israel in the 38th year and his, his reign was 22 years. It says about him that Ahab did more evil in the sight of the Lord more than any other king. So this spirit of Jezebel has an agenda. And we talked about what it uses to get its own way. But the spirit of Jezebel needs an Ahab to function. In other words, this evil spirit, it's looking for a host. It needs somewhere where it can plug into. It specifically looks for passive people. It targets non-confrontational people. And one of the reasons why this spirit has success is because it 
tricks you or oftentimes intimidates you into believe that if I take a stand against this spirit, I'm going to pay for it. Imagine recognizing that your parents or your in-laws operate in a Jezebel spirit and you have grandchildren at play. Imagine that if you stand up against manipulation and control, and you know, sometimes the difficulty of getting married is your spouse is going to expose the agenda of your in-laws that you can't see. And then we're really going to find out if you believe in leave and cleave. I mean, I'm getting ready to go down a path here. I mean, it's going to get real awkward. Oh, I'm going to keep going. Don't, don't worry. What happens when you recognize that a grandparent or an in-law has a demonic agenda called Jezebel and they're going to do anything that they can to get their own way. What does that mean? Well, let's see. Uh, they want to have sleepovers. Let's just let the kids come and sleep over the house. Well, what happens when one spouse thinks that's okay and the other spouse doesn't think that's okay? And we have a little meeting between mom and dad and we realize we're not comfortable with sleepovers yet. So we go back to mom-in-law and say, hey, mom-in-law, we're not really comfortable yet with having the kids sleep over. Well, mom-in-law is not too happy about that. So here comes the manipulation. Here comes the control. How could you do that to me? We're flesh and blood. They throw a temper tantrum. They go into silence. They begin to manipulate and control methodically their agenda because they're going to override what you think and feel because they don't care. Remember, this demonic spirit has at its aim to dominate and control you. It wants to wear you down. It moves in threats. If you don't let me keep the kids, I'm going to stop paying your car bill. Question, why are mom and dad still paying the car bill when you're married? You have given them access to operate in an evil spirit. And if you really want freedom, you have to cut them off that way. I said it before, this spirit will latch hold of anything you give it, whether it's children, whether it's possessions. And again, ultimately, it loves truces and treaties. The Jezebel, I'm telling you, this spirit hates people that have boundaries. Oh my. When you start saying no, when you start saying not now, when you start saying we're going to pray about that, manipulators and controllers go wild. Why? They can't get their own way. And then they're going to start the war. And I'm telling you, you have to consider, would I rather walk in freedom 
than live in constant spiritual warfare because I'm afraid of what obedience to Jesus is going to cost me. Happens in families. I specifically see it all the times in parents and in-laws and grandparents. Jezebel needs a host. It's looking for people. Are you a host of Jezebel? Do you need healing from the trauma of your childhood? Some of you were trained to be an Ahab because you were raised by a Jezebel. Your parents led in a domineering, my way or the highway, hyper-vigilant, angry, I'm going to do whatever that I can to get what I want. And some people continued in that pattern, but other people could not stand it. And the moment conflict arises, the moment people start yelling and screaming, it's like something in you goes numb and you're like, I'll just do whatever I need to do to keep the peace. Jesus never called us to be peacekeepers. He called us to be peacemakers. And making peace is going to require conflict. Are you easily manipulated? Are you easily controlled? Are you easily seduced and flattered? Are you a doormat for people? Do you know that boundaries are healthy? Do you know it's okay to say no? Not now. Let me pray about it. This message certainly cannot be exhaustive on a Sunday morning, but I believe God is touching on something here. So Ahab is an evil host. Let's look at his primary mistake in verse 31. And it came about as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam. This word trivial, it means not a big deal. Ahab does not consider sin a big deal. In other words, he does not have a value for evil and where sin takes you. You've heard the phrase, give them an inch and they'll take a mile. The spirit of Jezebel that works in the lives of people, once you open up that door and give them a foothold, they're going to have you sunk. So he does not believe sin is a big deal. It's a trivial thing. And again, I'm going to appeal to last night. Folks, we're living in a culture where good is being called evil and evil is being called good. We are living in a society where we're no longer hearing messages on sin, the fear of the Lord, the judgment seat of Christ. The moral fabric of this nation is unraveling because the moral fabric of the church is unraveling. So imagine what a playground Jezebel has in a culture and the church where we don't think sin is a big deal. 
We don't want to preach about it. We don't want to confront it. We don't want to create awkward environments. So when sin goes unconfronted, when sin goes unchallenged, when we stop raising our voices and we stop confronting wickedness and sin, it's an open door for the spirit of Jezebel to break in and begin to rule our lives, our churches. Again, I want to say it one more time. Jezebel does not like men and women who say no. Jezebel does not like churches who preach the truth. Jezebel does not like nations who call good good and evil evil. If you want freedom and deliverance from tolerating the spirit of Jezebel, you're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit to give you a backbone. You're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit to take a stand for truth no matter what it costs you. But Ahab ruled as king, and sin was a trivial matter. And because sin was not a big deal, it opens up the door to Jezebel. When sin is no longer a big deal in a culture, it opens up the, the door to the spirit of Jezebel. And the spirit of Jezebel, when it begins to break into a culture, it produces something called unrighteous affections. When sin is no longer a big deal in our lives, do you know how many people marry the wrong person? It's awful. Because premarital sex was not a big deal. Because staring at pornography was not a big deal. Oh, they think getting married will help that. Not. Because there is no fear of the Lord. And because we don't adequately understand the disgusting nature of sin. Because we don't have the right holy fear of God concerning sin, it opens up the door to this evil spirit and it produces unrighteous affections. What do I mean? We become attracted to things and people we were never meant to become attracted to. Sin is no longer a big deal. So I get hooked on you know what? Watching you know what? We have kids in there. I'm trying to be careful. You get hooked on you know what? You become attracted to something you were never meant to be attracted to. It produces unrighteous affections in your lives. In other words, people that don't believe what I'm talking about and sin is not a big deal, they become attracted. There's a spirit of perversion that's at work at, in the land to the point where literally now in Washington, a law was passed last week that if you are a parent and your child wants to transition into another sex and you resist them, your children will be taken from you. Look it up. This is a real law in the United States now. If you live in Washington 
and your child wants to switch sexes and you resist them and hinder them, the state will now take your children. It's not going to stop there. Some people, when you start preaching this stuff, they're like, yawn, when are we getting out? Folks, I'm telling you, Satan has a gun to the head of this generation. And we just want to play church. Oh, it's no big deal. That's them out there. There is an attack. What is it? It's a Jezebelic attack on marriage and family. This spirit is coming for the next generation and it primarily works through people who don't think sin is a big deal. They're in love. Why can't they just get married? Oh, that's a child. They just feel that way. Just go ahead and let them. And when we stop standing on biblical truth, when we stop aligning with the word of God because it doesn't make us feel good, It opens up the door to this spirit of Jezebel who produces unrighteous affections and we become attracted to things and people that we were never meant to be attracted to. There was a prophecy that Joshua gave concerning this passage of scripture. Verse 32 So he erected an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. And Ahab also made the Asherah. Thus Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel than all the kings of Israel who were before him. In his days, Hiel the Bethelite built Jericho. He laid its foundations with the loss of Abraham, his firstborn, and set up its gates with the loss of his youngest son, Segub, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Joshua, the son of Nun. In other words, there was a prophecy that was given that a man that would erect these kinds of altars, it would cost him the birth or the life of his firstborn son and his lastborn son. What are we really talking about, folks? When you watch pornography, you're fellowshipping with demons. Literally, no fear of God. A man, just a father in his home, just wants to check it out. You don't realize that you're opening up your home to demonic principalities and powers. And it's not about just you. You're opening up the door for that spirit to attack your children. So what they're saying is the perversion of Ahab wasn't just about Ahab. It was about a generational curse that he was releasing in his bloodline because of his failure to confront wickedness and sin. When we talk about the fight against Jezebel, I'm talking about the generational curse stops with you. I'm talking about, man, you're going to have to pay a severe price because your own mother will probably never talk to you again if you take a stand against this spirit she's operated in for 40 years. And while you grieve the loss of your relationship with her, may you rejoice that you won't pass it down to your children. 
Oh, but we just want to tolerate it. We just want to continue to let that spirit move through generation after generation. And God is saying, stop tolerating Jezebel. Oh, there's a fight. I'm telling you, this is, this is not, folks, for us to take a stand in our marriage, in our family. If we were to take a stand in this nation and try as we might, we're continuing to fail. But it all goes back to, do you value sin? Steve Hill said, treating sin casually makes casualties. Another man said, one generation's compromise leads to another generation's captivity. If you know you're given over to operating in this spirit, let sobriety hit you tonight. I cannot pass this down to my children. I have got to confront the anger outbursts. Do you know you can manipulate your own children with your anger to get them to do what you want them to do? Well, just, just do this for mommy. And if you do this for mommy, I'll do this and this and that. Stop. You're operating in witchcraft. You're inviting them into unholy alliances rather than confronting their rebellion. But some people, that's all we know because that's all that was done to us. Mom only knew how to show us love through gifts. And she just bought us more and more things to try to buy our love. And now that we have kids, we just continue to do the same because we're deeply afraid that if we don't spoil our children, they won't love us. Great Sunday morning. Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 2, and we'll, we'll begin to land the plane. I've got to get on a plane, but we're going to land the plane here. So it's interesting that Satan begins as a snake in the Garden of Eden, and by, then by the book of Revelation, he's a dragon. How does Satan go from a snake to a dragon? Are you ready? We fed him. How does just a little bit of, ah, who cares? They're, you know, using manipulation and control and flattery and seduction early on in the marriage. And then you've been married 30 years and it's absolute hell. How did you get there? They wore you down. Oh, little Johnny and little Sally are three and four and five. And, you know, we'll do anything that we can to keep them from throwing a temper tantrum in public because it's embarrassing. Or we're going to get over how embarrassing it is and we're going to confront them in public. Because how many of you know what you see in public is just a manifestation of what happens in private? Folks, when kids are wiling out in public, it's because there's no discipline in private. 
Your home is the training ground to train your children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. If your child wants to manifest publicly, let's deal with it publicly. You're not, you know how many parents, I don't know why I keep going here, but I'm telling you, you know how many parents are literally manipulated and controlled by a two-year-old? Anything not to make Johnny upset. And by failing to address the root of the issue, we teach them how they're going to lead when they get older. And that same little four-year-old that's throwing a tantrum is going to throw a tantrum at 24 when she doesn't get her own way in her marriage. And that 24-year-old becomes a 64-year-old. And now she's got a child and grandchildren. And she's going to do the same exact thing. We teach people how to relate to us. There's more at stake here than we realize. We find Jezebel in the Old Testament. And then we'll close today and... We find her in the New Testament. She's still hanging around. Revelation 2, going to begin reading in verse 20, but we're here at the church of Thyatira. Seven messages that Jesus gives to seven different churches. To the church at Thyatira, let's read in verse 19. I know your deeds, your love, your faith, your service, your perseverance, and that your deeds of late are greater than the first. In other words, Jesus is encouraging them. You're doing a great job. There's a lot that's going well for you. But then he says in verse 20, But I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, she teaches and leads my bondservants astray so that they commit acts of immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent, and she does not want to repent of her immorality. Do you know this, God? Here's what God's going to do now. Behold. I will cast her upon a bed of sickness and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with pestilence and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts and I will give to each one of you according to your deeds." But I say to you, the rest who are in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching, who have not known the deep things of Satan. Do you know that the spirit of Jezebel is a deep thing of Satan?
verse 26. Here's what it's all about. And he who overcomes, who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations. The fight with Jezebel is over authority in your home. The fight with Jezebel is about authority in your marriage. The fight with Jezebel is about authority in the church. And where there is order and there is discipline and there is boundaries, this spirit cannot operate. But where there is a free-for-all and there is anything goes and there is passivity and there is just do whatever you want, when you want, however you want, this spirit takes total control. I want to ask you to bow your heads with me this morning. I want to ask the Holy Spirit to help us examine our own lives for a minute. I said earlier, many of us might be thinking of people who operate in this spirit. But this morning is not necessarily about that. The question is, why are we tolerating it? I'm going to begin to pray over marriages and families. I might have just filled this counseling office this week. Folks, I'm telling you, some of you are fully aware that the foundation of your marriage is based off of a covenant with Jezebel. Some of you are realizing Jezebel has a stranglehold on your children and it's coming through your parents and theirs. If you have a prayer language, would you just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit? Lord, I pray that the spirit of denial would lift from this room. Some of you are in total denial that you grew up with this spirit. You're still trying to protect your parents from your spouse. You're still telling the story the wrong way. Lord, we thank you that you're driving out the spirit of perversion this morning. We thank you that you're breaking the power of lust 
and pornography. Lord, we thank you that you're breaking generational curses this morning. Lord, we thank you that you're raising up an end time army in Indiana. Lord, who will willingly confront darkness. Lord, thank you that you're raising up healthy marriages, healthy families. Lord, we thank you for many come to Jesus moments this week and even this month. Lord, thank you for taking us deeper in revival. us to dig at the roots what's the root of the issue Lord we repent of being an Ahab we repent of passivity Jezebel. We break ties with unholy alliances, unholy covenants. We say no in Jesus' name. I feel like the Lord is saying this morning, I'm coming to give you the gift called no. difficult 
this is to actually walk out. boundaries, if we're in the wrong position as parent and not helper, we want you to tell us. Notice what I'm doing. We're granting people the right to speak to us rather than just, well, no one said anything. Because here's the truth. If you're a true manipulator and controller, chances are they won't say anything to you because you're, you're active demonic agenda is already at work if you're truly repentant if you're truly sorry you're going to open up the door and you're going to ask your spouse you're going to ask your kids you're going to ask the church leader Jezebel hates godly authority that spirit hates boundaries that spirit hates no and then will you today with me as we close? I'm going to do it too. Let's repent for tolerating the Spirit. If it's in our marriage, if it's in our family, if it's in our workplace, we know it's in our nation. I mean, it's clear. Let's repent today. Would you bow your heads with me and whatever comes, I'm going to pray. But Lord, in Jesus' name, we repent for tolerating the spirit of Jezebel. Lord, forgive us for allowing ourselves to be manipulated and controlled 
and seduced and flattered into disobeying your voice and your words. Lord, I pray over every marriage and every family here. Pray for the church in Avon. That it would not be said of us that we tolerated Jezebel. Lord, I pray for people to find their voice again. Lord, we thank you that you're releasing keys of authority in this congregation and in this nation to those who will walk in the spirit and power of Elijah. 